0: Good day, good day, my ladies. Are you ready to fight for your finances today. I wanna share some key scriptures with you today that the Lord put on my heart, you know, with this being Easter week, we have to be expectant. We have to be celebratory. We have to be grateful. We have to be thankful that we have a God who laid down his life for us to have abundant life, not only in the forever after, but in our daily life. And that's what I wanna share with you today that we have more power and more authority over our financial situation than I think we may activate in our lives. So many times I'm talking to single moms, I'm talking to divorced moms or, and it always comes up that there is a strong need of financial blessing. And so I wanna start with the word, but I wanna start with some quick tips of how I can share with you What I did to get a hold of my finances, whether you have $1 or you have a half a million dollars, you can still be in financial struggle. And that's not what the Lord has for us. Okay, so Lord, I just ask you that every woman that hears my voice today that Lord that you will bring her breakthrough, you will give her vision, you will give her purpose, but you will give her a discerning mind God to manage her affairs before you and those areas that she is struggling in the Lord that she will lay that before you and say, Lord, this is what I can handle. And Lord, let me give you your share that I need your power and your supernatural ability to make shake this happen for me and my family. Does that make sense? Let me read you a couple of scriptures that talk about promises. And when you're praying, I want you to use these scriptures that talk about the truth. But the one truth that we have to be um, mindful of is that we have to be good stewards of our money. And every person who shares with me a lot of times, and I'm not saying there aren't people struggling in poverty in other situations, but whatever we have, we have to manage it and be thankful and figure out how we can review our finances. We can lay out a plan. We can pray and then we can go back to the plan if God gives us something during that plan. And then we have to let it go because sitting, looking, worrying about it every day, is that going to put another dollar in your bank account? But allowing yourself to let it go through different things that I'm going to talk about will allow you to stimulate your mind on how you can create wealth and create supplemental income. So first of all, let's have some scriptures that'll open up our minds. I want you to right now to lay your hand on your head and say, mind, be ready to absorb the word, be ready to absorb good news, be ready to absorb prosperous thoughts. Okay. So if we look at I'm going to do old new and in the middle I'm look at these 10 Bible verses Deuteronomy 28:11 through 12 and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy ground in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers to give thee the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land and land in his season and to bless all the work of thine hand. Look at them hands to bless the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. Deuteronomy 28, 6, you will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Let's go into the New Testament. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare his own son talk about the perfect week for this but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now I love this one in particular Proverbs 10.22 The blessing of the Lord brings wealth Without painful toil for it. I don't know about you, but I, I feel like the majority of the money I've ever made has come with painful toil. So I that's one that I need to put on the mirror and say to myself every day that brings wealth. It doesn't say brings a little money, brings wealth without painful toil. Psalm 68 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits the God of our salvation. Psalms one forty five sixteen. thou openest thy hand and satisfieth the desire of every living thing. Can you imagine every living thing depends on God? And where are we on the hierarchy of every living thing? Huh. Made in his own image, I think we're pretty high. Philippians 419, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But here comes where we need, so God is going to do this. So with these words, these are activating words. These are true words. These are things that are guaranteed because the Lord does not lie and his word does not fall void to the ground. But What do we have to do? Well, Job's 22, 21 is the the first word that says it all. Submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. And that's the last scripture and what I'm going to talk about. Submit to God. So I want to tell you a story, a quick thing about myself, which may be um, you as well. I was so proud of myself this week. I paid off two credit cards. Hallelujah. And I will tell you that, um, you know, I was so happy when I had had these bills paid off prior a couple of months ago and I saw my credit score go up 90 points because obviously your debt ratio is we lower that You know, they they recommend 30 percent debt ratio. But guess what? When you go lower than that, I was like 11 percent of debt. And I'm not talking about mortgage and stuff like that. I'm talking about credit card debts, ladies. And when I took that down to 14 and 11 percent and saw my credit score go up 90 points, I was like, -hoo hoo, party time. And that's what we have to do. But how did that happen? I had to review what do I have outstanding? I had to then plan, how am I going to bring these cards down? Right? What am I going to sacrifice? Some of you, it may be shoes, it may be clothes, it may be eating out, it may be hanging out with your friends every weekend. You may have to decide for these two months, because a lot of people, not just you, many people are living paycheck to paycheck. And we say a lot of times, well, I don't have a choice. Well, Think about some of the things you you buy. If you're buying designer everything or buying your kids designer everything because you feel like you may, may not be able to give them the big things, so you spend a lot of money on the little things. I was a single mom with three boys. It's just not wise because if you're saving that $50, that $40, whether it's every two weeks or whether it's every month, you can do more for your boys later in one gift Than the sneakers that they're not going to remember they wore five, six, seven years later. Make sense? So, what I want you to do in thinking about this financial situation, whether you have and maybe you're just not saving enough. So, you might say, Well, Lisa, I make great money. I just probably don't save. Well, you still need to start budgeting because you want the Lord to see that you're a good steward of what you have so you can have more and also pass these, these living principles on to your children or to family members. Remember, we're supposed to be a light on a hill, how we live, how we spend our money, how we are stewards of our resources. And when people see that you manage your money well and that God blesses you with more, right? What does that scripture say? That, you know what? We want more of God. And if wealth is included in that more, hallelujah for more, right? We want wealth for ourselves, for our children, our grandchildren. We want to be able to leave something that when we go, we have a legacy. And that legacy of blessings always includes for generations, the wealth and homes and lands that we may be able to leave, or maybe a nice savings with a bank account when they go off to college. So I want you to, in your journal that you have been using, is I want you to write out your bills. And in in an effort to, if it's credit card bills, I want you to write out your credit cards. And I want you to obviously make your monthly, your minimum monthly payments due on all of them because we don't want to fall behind. But choose a card that you can just pay to a zero balance. Pick two cards that maybe you can pay. Believe it or not, if you've got a high um, percentage of your credit used, What you want to do is not have so all of your cards with a balance on it. So even though it may be low, it's still going to affect your credit number because all your cards have something on it. So if it's Sears, Pennies or Marshalls or whoever, and it's got a hundred and something dollars on it and you can pay that off, get that card clear and keep it clean and start, you know, I call it the card game you know, with review, plan, pray and let go, meaning that I start looking at cards that I can take to zero. How quick can I get this card to zero? And I focus on those and keep the higher ones that I might have to work on later. And as I get those lower ones, okay, I'm this week or in two weeks when I get paid, I'm taking this one to zero. Okay, that's one card down. Then maybe the next week, I start working on my next card of just, you know, dropping it a little bit so I can get more of that one. The goal is you want to get whole balances off of cards off. That's going to affect your credit more than I'm just taking my two, three hundred and spreading it over six cards. So we want to have a strategy. We want to have a plan. Okay. So you're going to review and write down and then circle those things that are not needed they're the extra stuff that you're spending money on like maybe eating out or ordering pizza 2 3 times a week because you're running late and think about how you can take that maybe down to once a week that you're doing pizza being delivered or whatever it is and manage down to maybe cooking on Sunday and having things frozen that you take out and put in the fridge before you go to work because what you want to do is buckle down buckle down you want me to tell you it again buckle down <laughs> So we can get our debt down so that we can qualify for larger things. Okay, I want all of us to be prosperous. So then we have a plan. Right. And we're executing that plan. So when a friend comes and say, let's go to this thing for the weekend and that's not in your plan. You have to say no. It hurts. But say no, because you're going to be so better off for you and your kids later. Summer is coming. You don't want to be in debt in the summer. You know those kids are going to need to do something, want to go somewhere, and you're going to need to spend. So summer is almost here. (laughs) School is out next month, May and June. The other piece is, if you're saying, Lisa, I'm struggling with pennies. I'm struggling with, do I have 5 and $10, you know, left over? That it's not my stewardship as much as, I don't have it. Then we need to talk about how and pray about in your prayer time when you're reviewing and you're planning. You have to start planning and praying, God, what can I do to supplement my income? Not what man I can meet or who can give me this, who can give me that. And you have to go before God. And when we said that last scripture, submit, you have to submit to God. What does submitting to God look like? prayer, being honest, being humble, what we've talked about the last couple of days. But most of all, accepting him as your Lord and Savior and saying "It's not my will, it is your will. And Lord, this is what I'm going to do. Present your plan before God in prayer and live by that plan. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you will see God act on your behalf when you take that first step. Because what is faith? It's not what you see. It's what you believe in the word and what you activate in your life. So when you submit to God and you say, you know what? I have messed up. I have been spending, whether it's emotional spending. I've done emotional spending. I know when I've been depressed and I've gone to make buy something to make myself feel better. Guess what? That worked for like a couple of days. I bought something expensive, like a car once, to make myself feel better. And then I wanted to know, why in the world did I have a Cherokee? And it didn't make me feel better. So think about how you're spending your money, because we're going to talk about how your plan and your prayer is going to take you places you dream of going. So if you're down to saving, I don't care if it's a dollar or $5 a week, believe it or not, you're going to be proud of that extra. And instead of sitting and looking and worrying about your emotional state, what I want you to do, which is the last step is let go. Once you do your review, once you do your plan, that's not time to get depressed because the plan doesn't show you with a whole lot of excess. That's when you get to praying and that's when you get to doing something physical. When I say let go, it's that I give this to you, God. You're going to walk. You say, Lisa, I can't afford to go to a gym or belong to something. Then you find something that you can do that's somewhat free. You can walk briskly for free. You can maybe put headset with music on, praise and worship, and you could get walking. You could find a treadmill maybe where you live or a park that you can walk. But find something physical that you can do. Ride a bike. But find something because all of those emotions and hormones and... Uh, nerves need to release because you're tight and tense. So let's release that tension. Let's re- let your brain be refreshed through your blood flowing and sweat. Let the sweat remove the toxins in your body. We need to work on how how you can feel better about yourself and your situation. And you have to do something physical, whether you box, you figure it out, jump rope, But you don't need money to do something physical. So I want to thank you today for listening. I want to hear your praise report on that you're on a plan. This isn't a plan for a week. This is a plan for your life until the Lord breaks through and brings a breakthrough. I am going to talk in future podcasts about some supplemental businesses that women can do that is passive income that can change your life and make you feel confident have more independence and more freedom but until then i want you to do what ladies review your budget plan your strategy of how to take down one card at a time there is such a joy and a pleasure you don't know how i felt knowing it's at zero i got two cards at zero <laughs> and then we want to pray. We want God to pr- to bless our efforts and our energy and our thought pattern and let him Good day, my Christian warrior women. It is good Friday. It is good for so many reasons. But the the main reason is Jesus and his sacrifice and his love for us and it is pouring rain we've had tornado watch we've had rain all day and anyone who knows me knows i love kind of storms and rain and just that breeze and just the the heavy downpour it just reminds me of just heaven blessing everything upon the earth so for me I don't necessarily like walking in it unless I know I don't have to go anywhere the rest of the day. But I love, love, love the the wind and the, the blowing and the rain. So I pray that if you guys are in a rainy place that the rain is representing the blessings of heaven that are going to just flood your life and bless you and your children and your family on this Friday. But I want to talk about love and I want to talk about relationship and I want to, you know, want you to reflect on how you love. I want to open in scripture uh, with Isaiah 53 5 that actually it makes it clear that this, that speaking of physical healing, many of you, whether it's healing in your body, healing in your finances, healing for your children, healing for you to meet your husband, or just healing of past pain and hurt from heartbreak, I want you to read Isaiah 53, 5. And Isaiah said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Many women believe that due to prior experiences or things that they have done in their past, that they're wounded, they're, you know, God has given up on them or should give up on them, and they live in so much severe self-judgment and condemnation, that they don't know that everything they've done or been through that the Lord has already healed them of, even physical sickness, that we have to raise our faith, faith to a different level, our thinking to a different level, and we have to shift. Sometimes I hear people talk about what God needs to do. God, Jesus already did it at the cross. God already sacrificed and gave his only begotten son for whosoever believes in him shall not perish. So the onus is on you to believe, not on Jesus come through. He doesn't need to go back to the cross. He already went. He already sacrificed. He already shed blood. He already took the stripes and was wounded and pierced for you to walk in freedom, for you to walk in peace, for you to walk in financial breakthrough. We have to make the decision to trust and to live in a relationship with God. And let's talk about relationships because I want you to think about today in your journal to write what you would consider a healthy relationship with another person. Then I want you to ask yourself if you were evaluating Based on your judgment of what a healthy relationship looks like, would you say your relationship with Jesus is a healthy relationship? Jesus is mediating on your behalf on the throne. And when we talk about sacrificial love, how much time does he get? In your life? How much time does he get in your day? And I'm asking you this because, not because, oh, I, I'm the master of, of ma- managing my time with the Lord. I, I have to correct myself regularly with work and with family and, and things that keep you busy. And I have to check myself sometimes and say, gosh, did I give myself time with the Lord? Um, today, do I, you know, we have a lot of challenges and things we go through on a day to day basis, but who are we giving our time to? And if I was, if you were in a relationship, think of yourself this way. If you were in a relationship with a man, the way you are in a relationship with Jesus, how healthy would that relationship be? Because I can promise you, if Mr. Wright walks through the door tomorrow, Whatever you're doing today, you would figure out how to make time in your life for him. And so I want you to think about where you invest your time. We talk about time management. We're talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth, the, our savior who covers us each and every day, who goes before us, who already knows where we're headed. Do we not think that we need to spend our time with him so that we can hear him better and read the word to know him better. In a relationship, what do you do when it first starts? You, sp- you spend your days and nights on the phone and lean in tight because you want to hear every um, ounce of what they're sharing and you're trying to figure out who they are and what they believe and how they fit with your future and all of that good stuff. And I used to do that all the time in relationships. And when I really started digging deep in my relationship with the Lord, I realized I went. I had to start going there with Him as well. And when I went into that deeper place with the Lord and giving my time and, and reading the Word and, and feeling Him fill me up, things in my life started shifting. Favor started shifting, things that I thought were tough or financially stressful all of a sudden a way was being made. So what I'm trying to to get to is I don't shouldn't have to convince you that Jesus needs your time. But your life needs the time with Jesus. Your future needs the time with Jesus. So he's not standing begging you to come. He has his kingdom. He has His glory. He has a place prepared for those who choose to say, I humble myself before you, Father. Imagine Jesus came to earth and humbled himself to be flesh and blood, to be a regular guy without sin, right? Imagine that you are a superpower and you lower yourself to be like who you created. You walk among them. You let them chastise you. You let them spit in your face. You let them pierce you. You let them nail you to a cross. You let them bleed you. And you never utter a word. You allow yourself to be that sacrificial lamb. And you love them enough in that pain to do it. So I ask you, who in your life today has hurt you, has uh, maybe abused you, maybe has spit in your face or has left you and and didn't provide the kind of support that they should have. And you may not even be speaking to them today. And you may be holding a grudge. Today is the day to think about why we call ourselves Christians, because our life is supposed to reflect Christ-like behavior. Christ-like thoughts, Christ-like actions, and is it Christ-like to hold something against someone even when you know that they were wrong, they were guilty, they did it? This is about you setting yourself free. The Lord already did what he has to do to bring healing to your life and in your mind. Now it's time for you to let things go, for you to say that I have to love enough my fellow man, my brother, my sister, my enemies, that I can't let them hold me back from the blessings that Jesus laid his life down for me to receive and to have. And so I want you to think about love, that we are to love one another and that love is no different against our enemy or against our foes or against those who may abuse us or mistreat us, but we have to know that that is the past, and our future needs to be focused on what God has called us to. So on this day, on this glorious day of when Jesus stated that he would make the sacrifice, that he would go, he would come and be among men, I want you to say, I can, if he can, I can follow and try to live in a Christ-like manner. Because if you look at Romans 5, 8, it says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So if we look at Romans 12, 1, I appeal to you Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. I want you to think of every day as you live, how you present yourself to the world, how you live, how you act. That is worshiping God, not Checking in on church on Sunday and saying a couple of amens and tithing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice that we have struggle. But we maintain our holiness before God. So this weekend, although today is a day we acknowledge that salvation is for everyone, This weekend is a time to reflect, to think of what we can do to make the world a better place by ourselves being a better person and reflecting the light of the Lord. So I pray that this time with your family, that you're blessed, that you have fun, that you celebrate being alive and to know that God has kept safety around your family and loved ones. But today, pray for your breakthrough. Pray for the stripes that can set you free. Enjoy your day. Enjoy this weekend and be blessed. And remember, Jesus loves you. So remember, you've got to love the world. Amen.